I'm Mike Brady, and this is the PowerCast. All right, let's hit the ground running, shall we? We've got a, a lot to cover today, and we are talking specifically about the Article 120 of the NFPA 70E, Establishing an Electrically Safe Work Condition. Hi, my name is Mike Brady, and I am one of the co-founders of CCPS, and we are an electrical power infrastructure management company, and we do this thing each and every single day called the PowerCast, which is a real quick hit of uh, hopefully some value for you to take into your facilities, um, just a little bit of knowledge that uh, we try to drop on you every single day so that you can uh, go into your facilities more equipped and uh, use uh, some of the, the information that we give you to make some uh, decisions in order to keep your sites online safely and reliably um, as much as possible. So if you'd like more information about how CCPS can help you do that, please feel free to reach out to me at mike at ccpspower.com. We are talking about the NFPA 70E today, and again, Article 120 of the NFPA 70E is called Establishing an Electrically Safe Work Condition. Now, the NFPA 70E is the standard for electrical safety in the workplace, and the latest edition is the 2018 version, and it's available to be purchased and downloaded from the nfpa.org website. This latest version has text that's shaded, so where there's been revisions, uh, those parts are shaded so you can see uh, quite easily what the differences are between uh, the, 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 la- the previous version and the new version. So today let's cover Article 120 titled, well, we'll start on Article 120. It's titled, Establishing an Electrically Safe Work Condition. Article 120 is broken out into sections, and uh, Section 120.1 is Lockout Tagout Program covers the general purpose and the employer responsibilities. Uh, 120.2 is the lockout tagout principles, covering the general principles, employee involvement, uh, the actual procedure, control of energy, electrical circuits, interlocks, um, control devices, identification, coordination, and forms of hazardous electrical energy. Uh, 120.3 covers lockout tagout equipment. And 120.4 covers the lockout tagout procedures, this is one that we'll devote an entire episode to, so we'll uh, l- look for that one in, a, in another episode. But 120.5 covers the process for establishing and verifying an electrically safe work condition. Uh, for purposes of today, I'm going to focus on the introduction of Article 120 and talk specifically about the program as a whole. Um, Article 120 reads uh, for the lockout tagout program. Each employer shall establish, document, and implement a lockout-tagout program. The lockout-tagout program shall specify lockout-tagout procedures to safeguard workers from exposure to electrical hazards. The lockout-tagout program and procedures shall also incorporate the following. Number one, be applicable to the experience and training of the workers and conditions in the workplace. Number two, meet the requirements of Article 120. Number three, apply to fixed permanently installed equipment, temporarily installed equipment, and portable equipment. And we uh, often uh, lose sight of the portable equipment aspect because we think it's uh, temporary, right? So uh, may or may not have to follow certain uh, guidelines. But uh, this, in fact, says, yes, even portable equipment, you have to follow these guidelines. Uh, Also, uh, employer responsibilities. The employer shall be responsible for the following. Number one, providing the equipment necessary to execute logout tagout procedures. 
providing lockout tagout training to workers in accordance of 110.2. And if you guys need training on that, again, feel free to reach out to me. Um, number three, auditing the lockout tagout program in accordance with 110.1 and auditing the execution of the lockout tagout procedures in accordance to 110.1 informational. Uh, note is uh, right under this uh, general guideline is, uh, for example, uh, for an example of the lockout tagout program, see Annex G in the NFPA 70E uh, to give you a good example there. Now, it's important to remember, and I covered this in a previous episode, episode 7, I believe, of the PowerCast, um, uh, what is required by law. Well, the NFPA 70E's purpose is, uh, the purpose is uh, to provide a standard um, for electrically safe working area for employees relative to hazards arising from the use of electricity. Now, the NFPA 70E is the standard for electrical safety in the workplace, and it's where we derive our best practices from uh, as an industry and, and the requirements by law is that OSHA does require employers to protect people from electrical hazards, including arc flash. So that kind of gives you a brief introduction to Article 120 of the NFPA 70E. Um, my name is Mike Brady. This is the PowerCast. If you'd like to get a hold of me, uh, ask me questions, send me feedback, you can email me at mike at ccpspower.com. You can send me a DM on linkedin.com slash IN slash Critical Power Pro, or you can even send me an audio message here on the Anchor app where I record the podcast. That's it for me. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the PowerCast by CCPS. I'm Mike Brady.